0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our
1: uh, guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. Mason, how are you today? I'm doing good. You know, I've had a already very eventful morning, you know, getting up quite early to actually catch the uh, the opening game of the Premier League. I uh, Oh, yeah. What time, what,
0: so what time did you actually get up? Do do you want to know? Well, it they're nine hours. No, they're eight hours ahead of us. So,
1: certainly not before four a.m. Anyway, um, so I've had a very, uh, it yeah, it, it it didn't go my way. Hey, it it didn't go our way, but we had a good second half. I I believe in Forest. You know, we're who, we're who we're gonna
0: root? who do you root for? Forest. I've never heard of this team. Nottingham Forest. Oh, okay. Did not know you had a Premier
1: League team. Yeah, no, this is this is a recent this is a relatively recent development. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a call this is a college development, I should mention. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's good to know. I had no yeah. idea. Well, anyway, it's, <laughs> n-
0: it's nice to see you, Mason. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> um, but without further ado, well actually no, before before further ado, um uh we're we're back. It's been like six weeks, so thanks for hanging in there while I had too much to do to produce this podcast but we're going to try to get on it back on a, a semi-regular schedule of releasing episodes every two weeks and we've got some exciting stuff coming up aka our 100th episode will be coming up at some point before the end of the calendar year um, i believe this is episode 95 so yeah it's a lot of episodes and a lot of time that i've spent on this podcast anyway we're glad you're back um and let's meet this week's contestants first we have elizabeth
2: hi i'm elizabeth i um hail from the pacific northwest and i'm really excited to be on this podcast he like finally asked me i'm like maybe it'll never happen but here we are so yay
0: in my defense i have a lot of friends and a lot of people who really want to be on this podcast. Um, So, you know, it just takes time and you gotta be patient and patience is a virtue and patience paid off and now you're on the podcast. So welcome Elizabeth, very happy to have you here. And uh, we also have Peyton.
3: Yo, 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 my name's Peyton. Um, I'm from a smallish town in Morgan, called Morganton, North Carolina. And yeah. I'm excited to be here. It's an honor to be here.
0: It is an honor to have you, Peyton. An honor to have uh, you as well, Elizabeth. Um, I'd just like to share for everybody that, um, so Mason and I went to Legoland last weekend and uh, I got a mug that says Legoland on one side. On the other side, it says, I heart bricks with the heart being made out of Lego bricks. And I have my Earl Grey tea in said mug this morning so just wanted to share that and now without further ado we'll get started with the game so as with all of our regular episodes we'll have four rounds of questions today each with a slightly different format and so without further ado mason will explain the rules for round one
1: all right round one so general knowledge round uh contestants will receive five questions worth 10 points apiece they'll be on a wide variety of subjects and also multiple choice yes that's important these questions are multiple choice Elizabeth
0: are you ready
2: I am and I forgot to say that I'm drinking black iced tea
0: oh love love thank you okay here we go question one which of the following types of whales is a baleen whale a humpback B sperm or C beluga humpback that is correct the other two are toothed whales uh, baleen whales survive on tiny animals in the ocean that they filter through They're baleen question two until the end of the 19th century Catalan was considered a dialect of what other Romance language a Occitan B um Aragonese or C Spanish
2: I believe it's Spanish
0: um so I think this is a trick question. Um Mason wrote this one. The answer is A, um Occitan. Oh, um Mason, can you give a brief so, explanation of what's going on here? So
1: today? yeah, Occitan, um or Occitan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Occitan of course is uh, the it was at the big language in southern France. And uh, of course there's people would think with those options in Spanish, it's not actually because a lot of medieval linguists considered Occitan and Catalan to be one singular language, it's because Catalan and Spanish are not really that similar, or when it comes to their general stuff. And Catalan's patterns are actually really close to Occitan to the point where there are even still a couple linguists today that consider them the same language. Oh, but um, and yeah, uh, he, you know, and also despite being right next to Aragonese, um it is not, uh, actually, um, yeah, not not that one either. Cool.
0: Thank you, Mason, for that explanation. Question three, which of the following NBA teams was never at one point based in San Diego. This is another Mason question. A, the Houston Rockets, B, the Los Angeles Clippers or C the Atlanta Hawks.
2: I know nothing about sports. Let's see. Um, Can you say my options one more time?
0: Yeah. Um, A, the Houston Rockets, B, the Los Angeles Clippers, or C, the Atlanta Hawks.
2: I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks.
0: That is correct. Yep. The other two. And I know the the Clippers were the San Diego Clippers. Mason, what were the Houston Rockets? Were they the San Diego Rockets?
1: Yep, they were the San Diego Rockets. They were expanded out in 1967. Uh, They played their first four seasons in San Diego, and then... Uh, actually probably one of the wildest relocation sagas ever, where their owner, thanks to a giant tax dispute with the city, ran out of money, effectively. To the point where the franchise was in danger of just folding completely. And, you know, the NBA literally had to vote in the middle of the night to move the team, despite the fact that they, um, you know, even in their final season in San Diego, they were, I believe, top 10 in league attendance wow. even in their final season and then obviously ever since 1971 uh, they've been playing in Houston they, the Rockets name originally referred to a missile program um, and then uh, the Clippers were originally the Buffalo Braves they moved down to take the place of the uh, the sales who took the place of the conquistadors who took the place of the Rockets and uh, And the Clippers stayed from 78 all the way until 1984, where they moved up the coast to Los Angeles.
0: Very good. Thank you, Mason. Of course, San Diego just can't catch a break. Question four. Um, The city of Makassar is the largest settlement on what third most populous Indonesian island? A. Sulawesi, B. Papua, or C. Timor?
2: Papua.
0: hold on a second can we time out mason is is papua the name of the island i don't think that's the name of the island that is the name of
1: the island that is is it it not new guinea both are names both both are considered names of the island both papua and new guinea are uh considered names of the island okay continue
2: i answered papua but now that feels wrong but i don't think i should go back so
0: if i knew it was
2: that's my answer.
0: OK, well, it's wrong. Um, I, yeah, I figured <laughs> as
2: soon as it was New Guinea, I was like, well, that's not it. So yeah,
0: um, Sulawesi uh, is the name of this one. Um,
1: yeah, I, Mason, I'm kind
0: of a little surprised it's not Borneo.
1: Short explanation. No, please. no, because there's Borneo. People would think it's Borneo, but the majority of uh, a large portion of Borneo's population doesn't live in Indonesia. Lives it in lives Malaysia. in Malaysia because it. uh, the, the, it's the northern part. Of the island and with that population borneo would be at tw- about 23 million um compared to sulawesi's i believe 21 million but without it borneo is only si- at uh 20 million got it they lose 3 million and then obviously the two most populous ones are um java which i believe is at uh 60 million like uh 65 million and then sumatra which is about 60 million cool thank you mason
0: and finally, question five. Which of the following people did not sign the Declaration of Independence? A, John Adams, B, George Washington, or C, Benjamin Franklin?
2: I believe this is Benjamin Franklin.
0: Uh, no, actually, George Washington did not sign the Declaration of Independence. Um, oh, the, other, well. the other two were among the 56 delegates <laughs> who signed the document. Washington was off fighting battles. He, you know, he was not in Philadelphia at the time.
2: I even heard this one before, but obviously I didn't remember what the well, question
0: was. It's it's all about retaining that knowledge. And mm-hmm. on, on trivia for tea, we're just trying to reinforce it, you know. So so the next time you get the question, you'll get it right. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Um Peyton, are you ready for your five questions?
3: I would like to preface this by saying <laughs> I'm gonna get all of these questions wrong. So please forgive me. And this is for entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Peyton. We are only here for entertainment, um, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, Here we go. Question one. Which of the following types of sharks grows the biggest on average? A, a leopard shark, B, a bonnethead shark, or C, a tiger shark?
3: What was the first one?
0: Leopard shark. Leopard, bonnethead, tiger.
3: You're going to have to go with C.
0: That is correct. Um, Leopard and bonnethead sharks are typically only four or five feet long, whereas tiger sharks are much larger. Adults usually measure between 11 and 14 feet in length, um, with female tiger sharks being larger than the males. Question two. The Dhofar region of southern Arabia is one of the the historical production centers of what (laughs) resin-based material? (laughs) This was an amazing question, I promise. A. Gold. B myrrh, or C frankincense. Um, A. Uh, no, it's actually C frankincense.
3: Okay, I wasn't yeah. gonna get. Okay, good. I was I was stuck between myrrh and gold. So
0: okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe. Mason, do you want to give us very very short yeah. explanation
1: of the three? Gold's actually the only one of the three that's not resin based. Uh, it's a uh, it's a metal. Uh, the other two uh, myrrh is uh, through different trees, whereas frankincense. Uh, the Dofer region is interesting because it's actually subtropical. It's not a desert or thanks to the Dofer Mountains. Uh, it's actually a subtropical climate. And so it has a bunch of trees that grow. It actually is palm trees there. Um, where, where is it? Which country it's, is it in? It, it's in Oman. It's literally like the south central part of like the very southern coast of the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, And like, it's very famous for the fact that it's just climate wise, completely different from the rest of the Arabian Peninsula. That's Mm -hmm. why frankincense grows there. Interesting.
0: Thank you, Mason. Would never I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. Question three. How many grand divisions does the state of Tennessee have? A, two, B, three, or C, four? Three. That's correct. Mason, am I right in assuming it's like Western Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and Eastern Tennessee? Those are indeed
1: the three grand divisions of Tennessee. Very good, Matthew.
3: That's the South, baby. Yeah. I would
1: yeah. say those are, those are what the three stars in the flag represent, the three grand divisions. There you go. Question four. Which of the following playwrights, also
0: famous for The Crucible, wrote Death of a Salesman? A. Arthur Miller, B. Tennessee Williams, or C. Eugene O'Neill?
3: oh man oh man i love death of a salesman uh but i don't know who wrote it uh actually i don't love it that much but i i do (laughs) but um god okay say them again really quickly
0: um arthur miller tennessee williams eugene o'neill hey that's correct arthur miller um, it won the 1949 Pri- Pulitzer Prize for Drama and the Tony Award for Best Play. And finally, question five: The Vanderbilt's famous Biltmore Estate is located in which North Carolina city? A. Wait, a- oh my god! Sorry. A, Asheville. <laughs> B. Winston Salem. Or C. Durham.
3: A. Asheville.
0: That's correct. Um, it is the largest privately owned house in the United States with 178,926 square feet of floor space.
3: You gotta visit the Billmore during Christmas, man.
0: It's beautiful. That's what I've heard. I've never been. So I need to I need to get myself down there at some point. Yeah. righty That's the end of round one. So Mason, can you please uh give us a score update?
1: All right. Um Peyton uh coming out to an early lead here uh 40 to 20 So far, uh, very much anyone's game, but a very strong start overall uh, going into the second round. Well, now it is time for round two. So, Mason, can you please tell us the, uh, the rules? Of course. Round two is a directed round. Each contestant will contain five questions on the same subject. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent can bounce it back. Uh, for 10, uh, the correct answers are worth 20 points. Okay. Um, L- a little more roundabout than I normally do that. but uh, Well, yeah. you know, some, sometimes,
0: sometimes even Carter, who's been on far more episodes than you have, um, Carter forgets the rules. Um, and sometimes we need a little prompting. But I'm glad that it's you who has to do the rules and not me, because the one time that Carter abandoned me mid-show, I didn't know the rules of my own show that I conceived. Anywho. So, um, for this round two topic, you both are going to get five questions on the same topic. And they're, uh, so, this podcast will be released on August 16th. And there just so happens to be a very famous actor who was born on August 16th, um, 1962, in fact. And that actor is Steve Carell. Have you both heard of Steve Carell? Yes. Great. Wonderful. Cause that's been an issue in the past sometimes. Okay. So, um, Elizabeth. Are you ready for your five questions about Steve Carell? I'm ready. Okay. Question one. Carell rose to prominence as a correspondent on what Comedy Central satirical news show?
2: Saturday Night Live. No. Okay, cool. (laughs) Wait, comedy? Oh.
0: Peyton.
3: On what satirical comedy TV Uh, show? Yeah, so
0: Comedy Central. Wait, I know
2: this. Are
0: you? Well, then why didn't you give the right answer? It's Peyton's (gasps) turn. Comedy central satirical uh, news show.
3: Uh, 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 um, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm. Um, uh, I don't know.
0: Okay, Elizabeth will will we'll let you. We'll let you try again for half credit.
3: I actually
2: don't think I know this anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> a comedy satirical news show. Yes because he was already famous by the time the other show that i that everyone knows him for um existed so i take it back you're gonna have to tell me what it is
0: okay um this is called the daily show with john Stewart. yeah um which up until recently was hosted by trevor noah Um. Yes, The Daily Show. Carell was on the show regularly from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand five. This was in the same era that um, Stephen Colbert was a correspondent on this on The Daily Show. Yeah. Question two. Carell played a banker in what twenty fifteen film about events leading up to and after the housing bubble collapse that triggered the Great Recession. He
2: played a banker i wish i knew more of his films um i'm just gonna go with the first film that i can even think that he was in
0: mm-hmm. which
2: is 40 year old virgin
0: uh that's not correct um,
3: yeah
0: <laughs> um Peyton?
3: yeah i got no clue okay um yeah i got nothing
0: cool um I, I i wish that i could have said that he was a banker who shorted stock um in the question but that might have given it away that this is the big short oh you remember that one um it's a good film i've never heard of it, it no. yeah um the film was, <laughs> was nominated for the academy award for best picture um question three Carell's big breakthrough as a leading man came with what 2005 film about a middle-aged man who was still a virgin
2: oh yay 40 year old virgin
0: <laughs> that's correct <laughs> Carell won an mtv movie award for best comedic performance for this film yeah uh question four Carol is perhaps best known for playing what character on the office
2: oh my god world's best boss i'm my blank um give me a minute um <laughs> so we've got we've got pam and dwight and um the one that he plays is hmm. oh god. Um,
0: Peyton looks like she's about to burst.
2: I know. I think, <laughs> I think, I my friend Andrew is gonna hate me, it's his favorite show, and mm. um, I wish I
3: could remember his name. Uh, but I'm gonna give this to Peyton. Peyton, um, okay, watch me get it wrong because I'm so excited. But is his name Michael?
0: His, his michael name is michael
3: scott
2: yeah
0: yes yep michael scott um although the show, the show ran for nine seasons Carell left after season seven but returned to make a guest appearance in the series finale and finally question five Carell plays what piccolo type instrument often associated with the revolutionary war
2: piccolo revolutionary war is he like commonly known to play this
0: well so I, I i read it on his uh, wikipedia page and then i mm-hmm. looked it up on youtube and saw some clips of him playing this instrument on like late night shows
2: so if it's a piccolo like instrument it's not a piccolo and we're thinking small and mm-hmm. um, um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know any other piccolo type instruments. Um, Final answer: piccolo, and I know that's wrong. Uh,
0: Not what we're looking for. Uh, Peyton, do you know? I got no clue. Okay, Mason, do you know?
1: Yeah, I lit. If that would be the fife, yeah, the fife. Oh, yeah, a little bit out of left field.
3: Oh yeah, of course, the fife, my favorite (laughs) piccolo type instrument.
1: did did i describe it correctly though mason um yeah 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 i mean yeah 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 that doesn't doesn't exude confidence but okay um it's it's a good enough explanation
0: okay well we're always striving for good enough um (laughs) on trivia over tea um so glad that i hit that benchmark um Carrell apparently joined a group that reenacted the 10th North Lincoln Regiment of Foot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, see this is the uh the benefit of us growing up in Virginia where we did the um the regular pilgrimage to Colonial Williamsburg in school.
0: Well, but I don't where, know um, I I have to say that I don't know that I would have necessarily been able to come up with Fife myself. Um perhaps because I am a singer who doesn't know
1: instruments other than the organ or the piano. Um, yeah. And I've also literally been to the International Tattoo down in Norfolk, so that might have also helped me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you play an instrument. Um, true.
0: That is very loud. Anyway, also true that right now. Peyton, are you ready for your five questions? Whatever. Okay. Question one. Corell is the voice of Gru. The main character in what animated film series?
3: Animated film series?
0: Yeah, well, well, yeah, but it, I mean, it's oh. like, yeah, yeah. Is there
3: also a movie based on this
0: series? Well, I, well, no. they It's like the first film and then the second film.
3: Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a TV series. No, no, no. Got it. Uh, is his? Is it Despicable Me?
0: Yes, it is. Um, and all all I have written is shout out to Carol, because um, she was all that I can think of. Um,
3: oh, God. She's writing. Oh, God.
0: Anyway, Elizabeth, you don't know what I'm talking about.
3: No,
2: sta- I have no idea what you're talking manager,
0: about. The stage manager, Carol. Oh, little- the
2: minions. Yes. Yes.
0: Hey, I thought that was going whatever, it's fine. Hello, Peyton's cat. Um, question two. Carell has also appeared as weatherman Brick Tamland in what Will Ferrell film? The
3: Anchorman.
0: Uh, Yes, Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Uh, He reprised his role in Anchorman 2. The legend continues. Question three. Carell's lone Academy Award nomination came in 2015 for what true crime film, also starring Mark Ruffalo and Channing Tatum? I have no clue. Elizabeth
3: Elizabeth.
2: what year was this again
0: 2015.
2: Mm, Because I know another true crime film that Mark Ruffalo was in but that was really recent so it's not that one but um it's the one I'm and I don't think Steve Carell is in it so that's a the big part of this um I don't know. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Is is the 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 Mark Ruffalo film you're thinking of um Spotlight?
2: Um no, I guess I'm not thinking really a true
0: crime, but it's
2: of um the one that's about the the killer Ugh. I just all the words have left my head. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll think of I find I think about it. Okay. And I'll tell you and when it comes to me. But. Well, th-
0: this one is called, and I, I have to admit I had never heard of this film. Um, but because Carel lone Academy Award nomination came from this film, I thought it was worth mentioning. This one's called Fox Catcher.
2: Never heard of anybody, it.
0: Anybody, anybody, no? Nope. Okay. Um he played millionaire and convicted murderer John Um Eloiter Dupont um, in this film. So there you go. Nice. Question four. Carell starred with Emma Stone in the biographical film, The Battle of the Sexes, about a series of matches in what sport?
3: Uh,
0: football. No. Elizabeth?
2: So, series of matches. Yeah. So, I'm going to go, well, I'm going to go with
3: tennis.
0: That's correct. Uh, oh, the-
3: you're, that was a good. You're smart.
0: Yeah, the, the climax of the film is the famous match between Billie Jean King, played by Emma Stone, and Bobby Riggs, played by Steve Carell, at the Houston Astrodome on September 20th, 1973. Uh, King defeated Riggs in straight sets, 6-4, 6-3, 6-3. So there you go. And finally, question five. Carell starred in what Netflix workplace comedy about a then-proposed new branch of the armed forces?
3: Um, I have no idea.
0: Okay, Elizabeth.
2: I've, I've seen the like promos for this, but the name, um, so it's can you give me the description one more time?
0: Yeah, Carell starred in what Netflix workplace comedy about a then proposed new branch of the armed forces?
2: Oh, I know, I've seen this, um, I haven't actually seen it, but I've seen it on Netflix, um the i'm not gonna come up with a name um the armed forces space force
0: that's correct yep um the show ran for two seasons i thought it was actually pretty funny um i watched all the episodes anyway that's the end of round two you did you guys did pretty well
1: with uh, steve crow i think uh mason can you please give us a score update all right they did actually do pretty well uh Peyton got a respectful 50 points out of the round Uh, Elizabeth, also very respectable, 40 points uh, for a total score of Peyton 90, Elizabeth 60. So Peyton is still up by 30 points going up into this next round. Now it is time for round three. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? With pleasure. Round three, second general knowledge round, five questions apiece. This time, 30 points. This time your opponents can bounce it back for 15, and this time it, it'll, you know, there's no multiple choice. You just got to give the answer. Yeah, no no more multiple choice. Damn. Elizabeth, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question
0: one. What interstate highway heads south from Kansas City and connects the region to places like Joplin, Missouri and Bentonville, Arkansas?
2: I hoped you were going to ask about a different interstate um so and i was i was really ready for you to ask about this specific interstate Mm. um you know that this makes sense because i was in bentonville arkansas um before so i understand why you think that i would know this but in fact i am very reliant.
0: what and you live in kansas city
2: yeah well i live in liberty missouri um but yeah it's kansas city Mm -hmm. um let's think so it's gonna end in an odd number Mm -hmm. and um
3: i'm gonna go if this is random i-45
0: no peyton
3: i'm just gonna go with the only one i can think of that ends in a five i-85
0: uh, no, the, you were close, Elizabeth. This is I forty nine. The the highway ex uh exists. Boy, I did not write that. The word exists. I wrote a different word there. The highway exists in three separate segments across the states of Missouri, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Question two: The European Union's universal charger policy seeks to make what port type the standard charger port on all electronics sold in Europe.
2: Oh, I know this. It's. This is either the wrong or right answer,
0: which is mm-hmm. the
2: truth about anything I could say. Um, I'm going to go true. with USBC.
0: That's correct. Yeah. That's, Pretty good. Um, question three What opera by Richard Strauss is based on a story from Greek mythology, the title character being the daughter of Agamemnon?
3: Is it Salome? No. Cool, Peyton. Is it Ariadne of Naxos?
0: No, it's Electra.
3: Oh, I should have. Yeah,
0: Ariadne is the daughter of King Minos.
3: Oh, excuse me.
0: Yeah, I did have to look that up yesterday because I I um I, I listened to the the um the Met Opera's aria code episode about Electra yesterday, um, and uh, I was like, oh, I can write a question about Electra, and then. I realized, oh, there's another Richard Strauss opera based on Greek mythology, which is Ariadne of Noxos. Um, but Electra, daughter of Agamemnon, Ariadne, daughter of King Minos. Anyway, premiering in 1909, Electra was the second of Strauss's two highly modernist operas after Zalame. Um, and it's too bad that Carter's not here today because um, and I'm, I'm sure that he'll ridicule me because I'm sure I'll get the story wrong. But basically, a couple of years ago, Carter was studying um, for the summer in Oxford, as one does, and his cohort was bussed down to London and they went to the Royal Opera House at Covent Garden. And Carter was like, it was really weird because at one point, the main character, she just like kissed the severed head. And I was like, you saw Zalameh? Because we were trying to figure out which one it was. Um, yeah, so poor Carter, who's not a music person. First opera he ever attended was Salome, which coincidentally was also the first opera that I ever attended. Though that was in um, Los Angeles. Anyway, fun fact.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I will I will say also also real mm-hmm. quick who, who got that? Uh, Did anyone get that? Oh, um, no, no one. I got it, I got it right. Okay, good, Actually. good. Oh, okay, but also it, it's a little bit less chaotic than the first opera I attended. <laughs> which one? Which was the first opera you ever attended? Um, it was um, oh, what's the name? Uh, oh, Curlew River.
0: Right. Um, well, but but you saw me in Marriage of Figaro. Oh, right. Earlier yeah. Earlier that year. So thank that's, God. That's,
1: that's true. I, I suppose that is true. Yeah. No,
0: Nobody's first opera should be Curlew River, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Question four. In 1659, the capital of Wallachia was moved from um, um, Tirgovist to what city? and i'll just preface this i'll just preface this by saying that um this is a mason question and um the answer is a european capital that you've heard of
2: okay um
0: to nar- narrow mason, down the possibilities here
2: you have very niche knowledge um thank you for sharing your knowledge with us um
0: Wait till, you, wait till you hear what questions Peyton gets in the next... Oh, I can't wait. Here. So, Yay.
2: can you ask the question one more time, um, sure. just so I can narrow it down? In 1659,
0: the capital of Wallachia was moved from Tirgoviste, or Tirgoviste, to what city?
2: Tirgoviste. So, that's sounding...
0: I, I perhaps Italianized that a little bit too much. Don't go off of my pronunciation
2: would mason like to say it correctly for us so it could help me out or is that not
1: allowed i don't know if mason can say it correctly but mason can try i i think it's like a turgoviste okay turgobaste. so turgobaste. i'm
2: thinking that we're gonna go into northern european countries so i'm gonna go with
3: stockholm
0: no okay Peyton want to guess a European capital
3: uh no but I will um I don't even know European capitals um that's how dumb I am you're not Uh, dumb you're winning
0: I'm sure you can name a couple No,
3: no I can't um uh yeah I got nothing
0: okay if I tell you it's the current capital of Romania does that help
3: no, no, it
0: doesn't. <laughs> um, this is Bucharest,
3: Bucharest,
2: yeah, yep,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so it wasn't in northern Europe like no. I thought. I say
1: Matthew's, Matthew's pronunciation, he was on the right path because it is a romance language, just oh, right, you Romanian, know, yeah, yeah, Romania. How, yeah, yeah, Turgaviste was basically, um, it was the capital of Wallachia, which is basically. The entirety of southern Romania today, um, eventually they needed a bigger capital, so they actually moved it to Bucharest, uh, away from uh, Tegaviste, the city of a man named Vlad the Impaler that you may have heard of, but um, Yeah. yeah, eventually Wallachia and Moldavia unite into Romania, and they keep Bucharest as the capital, and then Transylvania eventually gets annexed on after world war one and Bucharest has remained the capital and the center of the country pretty much ever since. So, um, Fantastic. yeah, ge- geography, European learn, learning European geography, folks. Very Thank useful.
3: You. Thank yeah, you that's awesome. cool.
1: Uh, and
0: finally question five at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, who won the men's 100 meter dash in a world record time of 9.69 seconds. Dash yes the 100 meter dash Uh, yeah sprint whatever you want to call it
2: yeah Mm. man why couldn't you have asked about swimming or something um well I don't Usain Bolt
0: that's correct um it was his first ever Olympic medal um, but he went on to win the event again in 2012 and 2016.
2: I pulled that out of nowhere I was like that's a famous person that runs (laughs)
0: Well, and it was the correct answer. So there you go. Yeah. Peyton, are you ready for your five questions?
3: Uh,
0: okay. Uh, question one. What interstate highway is the longest in the state of North Carolina, beginning in Wilmington and continuing west through Raleigh, Greensboro, and Asheville, among other places?
3: Um, say that just the first the first part of the question again.
0: Uh-huh. What interstate highway is the longest in the state of North okay. Carolina? beginning in Wilmington and continuing west through Raleigh, Greensboro, and Asheville, among other places? I-40. That's correct. It continues west all the way to I-15 in Barstow, California. Question two. After an owner's vote in October 1993, the NFL opted to award expansion teams to Charlotte and what other city, shocking many league observers who thought St. Louis and Baltimore were more likely candidates? This is a Mason question i apologize
3: yeah you should no i'm just kidding um um to what other city
0: yeah Kansas city no elizabeth
3: don't shake your head like that mason
2: (laughs) (laughs) um so can you i'm sorry i'm gonna say this so many times can you repeat it just because i'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a clue in there somewhere
0: after an owner's vote in october 1993 the NFL opted to award expansion teams to Charlotte and what other city, shocking many league observers who thought St. Louis and Baltimore were more likely candidates?
2: 1993. Um, before I was even a thought, um, let's think. Okay, so it probably exists today. So, um... Which would help people that know things about sports um, n f l what's an unlikely place for it to be um expansion teams atlanta
0: no um this place it it the the city that this is um the, their football team is the only professional, like like big four professional sports team that they have. Um, this is Jacksonville, Florida. No,
1: Jacksonville, Jack
2: oh my was. god, my cousin worked for them. Oh, I mm-hmm. should really know that.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Mason,
2: he goes, yeah. You should. You yeah, should so have the, known. <laughs> um,
1: both the the Chiefs and the Fal- the Chiefs began existing in the sixties. The Falcons in the seventies. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, the Jaguars. The reason why they're so likely because the Gator Bowl at that time, where they were going to play, was to put it mildly, a complete trash heap, and uh, was actually set to be demolished uh, to the point where the ownership group originally withdrew their expansion bid earlier that year before resubmitting it, which is why everyone was so shocked that they were voted in, and so they they did end up playing in the Gator Bowl for a few, couple years and then eventually they got their actual stadium and they just tore the Gator Bowl down so um yeah uh thus is the story of Duval and how football ended in Duval admittedly I should have said that second part first but you get what I mean that's okay we'll forgive um
2: isn't one of the good place characters obsessed with the Jacksonville Jaguars
1: yeah yeah uh I believe uh Jason uh, is pretty sure he's canonically from Jacksonville, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. He, 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 uh, loves, he, he, big fan of Blake Bortles because this is, uh, oh, very famously in the Go- good place. Fun fact it's said that the reason they had that great Saxonville season is because of Michael's meddling in the with the earth. So, canonically speaking, um, God is the reason why Jacks, the Jacksonville Jaguars randomly reached the AFC Championship one year with Blake Bortles as quarterback.
2: Well, you should have phrased it more with more The Good Place information, and I, I would have gotten I, I, it. So
1: there, there are a lot of good angles to go with The Jaguars, okay? <laughs> like, I, I, I picked one of them.
2: I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I have to say The Good Place would not have helped me, as I have only seen two episodes. <laughs> anyway question three how many master balls are normally in each mainline pokemon game this is another mason question i would never ask a question about pokemon
3: how many master balls
0: yes three no elizabeth
3: so
2: i only played the logic games in pokemon um, like the ones where I could get my brother points, and I am going to the Pokemon Cafe in Japan. Um, so it's I was also gonna guess three, so I'm gonna guess a different number now. Um, Master Balls, we're thinking rare. I'm gonna go with two.
0: It's one, only one.
2: Well, I was in the I was trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah. So. Yes, you were. You were made some very 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 short explanation.
1: Very there are. Almost all of them are, are two, except for there are a couple of them where you can get a second if you get the jackpot on the lottery. To be clear how rare this is, in my you know, 23 years on this planet, I have never heard of a single human being that has ever won the jackpot on the, on the lottery in Gen 5 or uh, Gen 6, where if you get it, you get the Master Ball. Aside from that, that's the only way you can get a second master ball. Every other game is one. Very good. So
2: technically, because you could get two, do I get some points?
1: No, no. because <laughs> vast majority they were one, and realistically, you can't get that second one. <laughs>
2: that's what I understand, but I, I just, I gotta advocate for myself here.
0: I, I, I get it. I get it. Fair enough. Okay, question four. Michael Phelps' seventh gold medal at the 2008 Beijing Olympics came in the 100-meter race in which stroke, characterized by a dolphin kick while both arms move symmetrically. Sorry, Elizabeth. Would you believe
3: I was on the swim team in high school? I know he has a signature stroke. Yeah, it's this one. It's way. a dolphin kick while both arms move symmetrically. Yeah. That would be the
0: breaststroke. It's not the breaststroke
3: it's Um, gonna be butterfly
0: it's butterfly yeah
2: oh god i knew that oh that's uh, that's the only thing i know about is swimming and um occasionally some gymnastics Mm.
0: yeah um he won by one hundredth one one hundredth of a second um and he went on to secure an eighth gold medal the next night in the four by 100 meter medley relay where i believe he swam the butterfly as well and finally question five what opera by Gioacchino Rossini ends with the title character singing Non Pumesta after her wedding?
3: Oh, I've sang this aria before. I've sung this aria before. Mm-hmm. Non, uh, non Pumesta comes from La Cenerentola.
0: That's correct. Um, it's Rossini's version of Cinderella and one of my favorites. And that's the end of round three. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update?
1: Uh, yeah, scoring round. Hang on. I accidentally hit the Siri button instead of the unmute button. So I had to quickly uh, deal with that. Uh, Upon, you know, now that I've uh, fully disposed of the robot, uh, I can report that uh, Elizabeth actually got 75 points in that round. And uh, Peyton got 60, but Peyton still very much on top in the overall score. 150 to 135. Very close game going on to the showdown. yeah, any anyone can win it.
0: And now it is time for round four. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules?
1: Yeah, round four uh, showdown. Three questions, forty points apiece. Both contestants get it. They lock in their answer somehow. Uh, they reveal them, and then we we give them points. Hopefully, great. I, okay, yeah.
0: Elizabeth, Peyton, are you ready?
2: i've got my notes app open
0: great question one on august 16th 1896 gold was discovered in which canadian territory that borders alaska do we have guesses
3: i just write it down yeah i know this is wrong but it's
2: the only one i can think of
0: i also
3: know mine is wrong
0: okay um elizabeth what is your answer
3: Oh you can't see that. British Columbia.
0: Okay, Peyton.
3: I don't know. Canadian territories. I i think this is maybe a city. I think this might be a city. Okay. Or a, or a what is Quebec?
0: It's a province. And well oh, and, pro- and Quebec City is a is a city, which is the capital of Quebec, but but um that's, not, correct. that's not right either. Um anyway, um both incorrect. Um British Columbia is a province, not a territory. Um, This is this borders British Columbia, though. It's the Yukon Territory. Um, The discovery was made along Bonanza Creek. Um, It is disputed whether it was American prospector George Carmack or Skookum Jim, who was an indigenous person of the local Tagish people um, who made the discovery. Um, Carmack reportedly received credit because the group they were in believed that the authorities would be skeptical of an indigenous claimant. So So what
2: is British Columbia instead?
0: It's a province. Province. Got so it. So a state. But a well, province. Yeah. Um Yeah. Question two. On August sixteenth, nineteen sixty two, Pete Best was fired as the drummer of what band? It's a band you've heard of.
2: Um, nineteen sixty two. So I think I'm I'm not in the right area, um, in what I chose, but my parents would know the answer to this question i can't phone a friend so mm-hmm. he's yeah. best drummer
0: mm-hmm. yeah. all right i have I my think... answer okay
2: wait um, no okay
0: elizabeth what is your answer
2: well i have a second option but i was gonna go with nirvana
0: okay. <laughs> um Peyton.
2: Wait, didn't you say 1962?
0: I did say yeah, 1962. I know.
2: That's why I was in the wrong you're, area.
0: You're about 30 years too early um, for well, Nirvana. Um, Peyton? Um, I know this is
3: wrong because I'm pretty sure I know the drummer of this band and it's not him, but I'm going to go with Led Zeppelin.
0: Um, well, at least you're in the right ballpark. Um, if if I tell you that Pete Best was replaced with Ringo
3: Starr. Oh,
0: um, Yeah, it's the Beatles. Yeah yeah well
2: sorry i'm 30 years off my parents would disown me
0: but that's okay at least at least you named a band
3: there you go yeah go elizabeth woo (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh finally question three a bunker in northern norway contains a massive supply of what snack food in order to preserve it for future generations this was can you
2: clarify question. snack food
0: well see i i am reading verbatim what mason wrote um and i thought about trying to clarify it a little bit but then i thought mm, no we'll keep it vague and make it around four
2: all right well i have an answer
0: okay um elizabeth what is your answer
2: um it, i i see this is why i needed some clarification on snack food because i would never call this a snack but i know it's just really popular uh there more so in other areas around but i'm gonna go with sardines <laughs>
0: <laughs> um okay um great payton uh, <laughs> what what is what is your answer
3: i said twinkies <laughs> uh,
0: that's <laughs> That's much closer to what we were looking for. Um, um, uh, the answer is Oreos. Oh, yeah. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Um, Mason, can you please provide us with a very, very brief explanation?
1: Yeah, no, the Oreo company literally um, paid for a massive vault in northern Norway where it has like stupid airtight security And it's literally built to withstand like nuclear apocalypse just so that the future generations could enjoy oreos and inside of it is like a package of like every single variety of oreo
2: that's what i was gonna ask because they're now re-coming out with the cakesters and i'm like you already did this but Mm -hmm. they're pretending it's new again so whatever
0: um gotta protect the oreos for future generations i support that i'm a big oreo stan anyway that's the end of the game so mason can you please give us the final score uh with
1: pleasure uh no points were scored in that round so (laughs) because of that there was no change and thus uh with a final score of 150 to 135 peyton is today's winner well congratulations peyton you have
0: won do you have anything that you would like to say
3: um it's been a pleasure and I'm surprised. I'm very, very surprised that I won. Well I think Elizabeth is actually way smarter than me. That's what I'd like to say.
0: Well Peyton it-
2: undervalues her own intelligence. It's it's she's very smart, as we can tell, because she won and I guess sardines as a snack food. <laughs> but I <laughs> I stand by that being in the area of very popular food. So Oh Well,
0: Well, that's yeah, I I have to say I was not expecting sardines so that, you know, I told you it'd
2: be an entertaining time. I never said I'd get anything right.
0: You totally did. And it has definitely been an entertaining time. Um, And yeah, well, that's that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Elizabeth and Peyton for being on the show today, as well as Mason Cook for being our scorekeeper and also for composing music. Today's questions were written by Mason Cook and yours truly and thank you for listening please like and subscribe to trivia over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and please leave us a review um, if you enjoyed it and in your review you can tell us um what snack food you would put in the bunker in norway um and why it would be sardines apparently um yeah uh, and uh, please follow us on uh, instagram and twitter and facebook and all that stuff all that all all, all at trivia over tea um if you would uh, like to contribute to this podcast um Uh, contribute toward the cost of making it whatever um, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash trivia over tea and we'll tune in in two weeks time when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions thank you we will see you then